How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex, and my co-host here, Ryan Moran. Today, we want to take a look at an unknown for this Jets team. You know, of course, you kind of look at the roster, and you get a good idea of who's going to stand out, who's going to be the playmakers, who Robert Solis is expecting to take those big leaps forward. You know, we've talked about a myriad of players up to this point. Um, as training camp quickly approaches in a couple of weeks here, really excited for that because we get kind of get a uh, firsthand look um, at some of these guys, what they're going to offer this team. Um, of course, you're just un unraveling these position battles. You know, we'll see what happens at left tackle. But there is one kind of unknown, and, and Ryan's going to break down exactly what he's most concerned about, specifically on the defensive side of the football, um, something the Jets dealt with last year that was a big issue for them and maybe looking to you know cover up that issue, take a step forward with a little bit more experience, continuity, and chemistry on the defensive side. Ryan, before we dive into it, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, Alex. I appreciate it as always. And you know, it was obviously a very fun offseason for the New York Jets. You look at going into the offseason, the abundance of premium resources between free agency dollars to spend and obviously making four top 36 picks. I mean, you knew that they were going to be able to add a ton of big time players and they definitely did. But as we've obviously spoken on in recent episodes, you know, Joe Douglas fully committed to this rebuild just two years ago. They were the youngest roster in the NFL last year and won four games it was going to be impossible to address every single need this offseason as well as they did. And that main need right now for the Jets and really just the concern, I think, from the fan base is the run defense overall. Obviously, you lose Foley Fadokasi, who from 2019 to last year was really, really good stopping the run and the best contributor the Jets had in that regard. And they really did nothing to replace him. I mean, all they really did was re-sign Nathan Shepard and and then at the linebacker position next to C.J. Mosley, I think a lot of people wanted a linebacker either signed or drafted. And that was one of the few positions, like I said, that they address corner, they address receiver, tight end, but they just couldn't get a linebacker at the end of the day. And I think, you know, stopping the run up the middle, obviously the Jets were bottom five last year, allowed nearly 140 yards on the ground a game. It was just a glaring weakness that teams knew how to attack. I mean, the Patriots, the Colts, so many of those games, especially there in the middle of the season where they just, they really couldn't stop anything. And, you know, obviously we got to uh, really go over who some of these players are who can, you know, potentially not necessarily uh, eliminate this need, but just mitigate it and make it, you know, to a point where teams just know that they can't attack it every week. Yeah, look, I mean, the Jets defense has a lot to improve upon. You really, there's only one way to go when it's up. Last year, you know, they didn't have Carl Lawson. You don't have Jermaine Johnson. CJ Mosey's coming off a big injury, you know, not playing in 2020. So, it, it, what do you expect? You know what I mean? Of course, you look at the secondary. You got Brandon Eccles. You got Huff. Like, or Love. There's so many young guys on this roster last season what, like you can't really expect them to step up and have a big year now Quincy Williams of course Quinn and Williams's brother um really cool chemistry there obviously but Quincy Williams is a guy that you know we spoke about before the episode started as maybe the starting linebacker alongside CJ Mosley a guy who's going to step up and hopefully be that run stopper you know while CJ Mosley is the leader the Mike linebacker he can draw back into coverage he can he can serve a multitude of different roles Quincy Williams needs to be the guy who's consistent in stopping the run and not missing a lot of tackles. Now, last season, he missed 12% of his tackles, which is really bad. 14 missed tackles. He missed three against the Philadelphia Eagles in week 13, um, which is really bad. He missed two against Tennessee in week four, um, you know, three against Miami, two against Houston, five against Tampa Bay in week 17, and three against uh, Buffalo. Those are simply numbers that have to be alleviated. They can, He cannot have this much inconsistency. Um, sorry, rather, um, he had one, one missed tackle against Buffalo. Um, but you know, he had a string of games from week 11 to week 15, where he had a missed tackle every single week. So 
That needs to be alleviated from Quincy Williams. Now, he did have 110 combined tackles, nine tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, three forced fumbles, which is a really good number there. Um, I do want to point at that one specifically. Not, like Linebackers being able to force fumbles is a huge benefit. Quincy Williams had three last year. So that's something to, as a big positive, that Quincy's bringing to the game. Now, if he can be a little bit more consistent with his fundamentals, be a little bit more consistent um, when it comes to missing tackles, maybe that improved defensive line is going to help him just clean up in, at the second level, right? You know, last year you got John, John Flake and Myers. You have a kind of a, a couple guys coming in and out of that edge rusher spot. Um, but at the end of the day, Quincy Williams now with Carl Lawson, you've got Jermaine Johnson, who's kind of ready to help as a defensive uh, presence right now in the run in run uh, category, specifically run support. Um, it'll be a lot easier for Quincy Williams to get to that second level and just clean up tackles. You know, they'll already be getting going to be going down instead of maybe breaking through at full speed and bouncing off Quincy. Um, it might be a little bit easier for him to tackle right now with with runners just being hit so frequently at the line of scrimmage with better defensive edge setters. Um, how do you see Quincy Williams' role expanding in this upcoming year? Um, and do you think he's going to kind of take that step forward to becoming that legitimate run stopper that just kind of need to mitigate that those statistics you mentioned before? For sure. So I think Quincy is really one of the more fascinating players to where obviously some of the highs are really good, and you spoke on that, but there's just so much inconsistency still to his game. And that's to be expected. Like, he's young, he's raw. He battled injuries and didn't really play. It's on his first uh, two or three years it was with the Jaguars, and then Obviously, the Jets claimed him through waivers shortly before the start of last year and the Jared Davis injury, the Jamie and Sherwood injury, so many things early on. I mean, he was really getting a ton of playing time and he was with the team just a couple of weeks. So you think just from a mental standpoint, he'd be further along from a confidence perspective and just the comfortability within the scheme, which CJ Mosley has spoken on as well. So you hope in that regard that and he did spend this offseason with TJ as well. So you think that just his knowledge of the scheme in general would be further along now? You know, the athletic ability and the speed are undoubtedly there with Quincy. I mean, this is a guy with a ton of range. He can cover ground, you know, run in pass game, get sideline to sideline in the backfield. It's just like you said, consistency tackling, because when he's on, like he can really make his presence felt. He's physical, he's tough, but he's just got to really wrap up consistently. consistently. And if so, you know, the, the talent is undoubtedly there. I mean, the Jets have spoken highly on him. I think you really give him a vote of confidence. You look at the way we all felt like a linebacker should have been added in the offseason. And, you know, there were opportunities in free agency in the draft and they really didn't add anyone. You know, it was just really DQ Thomas, who was an undrafted free agent and Marcel Harris, who they signed in April. So I definitely think they're giving him as long as, uh, as well as Jamie and Sherwood, you know, another guy who, you know, primarily can help against the run. You look at his skill set; He's a big physical, tough player, not the greatest athlete in the world, which is why ideally I think he's someone you want just reading and reacting against the run. So I think if it's just Quincy or if it's a collective unit, you know, that they got to just find a way to be better against the run. Yeah, so let's take a look at Jamie and Sherwood um, and, and Hamza Nazareth Dean for a second. So Sherwood last year played 139 total snaps, a very small sample size, but did play one, two, three, four, five games. Um, and, you know, made a pretty decent impact. He was a good run defender, as most would kind of see by his grades. Um, you know, had himself a couple tackles, missed a couple tackles, mainly that last game against New England before he was taken out. He missed two tackles, but before that was pretty solid at three stops against Atlanta in week five. Um, you know, overall, I'm pretty impressed by the minimal sample size he had, but how much production he had during that as a fifth round pick last year from Auburn, you know, six foot two, two twenty pounds. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's got the, he's got the thumper attitude and that aggressiveness, um, to make an impact in the running defense. So, you know, what do you think the chances are 
that Jamie and Sherwood can steal that starting spot away from Quincy Williams? Do you think that Quincy's kind of got it locked up? It's interesting. I do think Quincy has the upper hand, and I think he ultimately will be the starter, but the Jets have spoken highly just on Sherwood's intelligence, like how sharp he is mentally and learning things. You know, obviously another thing with him and Nazareth I mean, they were both safeties in college making that transition last year. So similar to how Quincy was acquired late, you know, last summer, shortly before the start of the season. I mean, these guys themselves mentally, you know, had a hurdle to overcome changing positions. So you hope that all these guys are further along. And like you said, obviously Sherwood just has that presence about him and that physicality in the box to where he can help against the run. And I don't know if it's fully taking the job from Quincy, but I do think there's a way for him to definitely carve out a, a you know, specific type of role for himself in this defense. Yeah. And you know, I wonder, I wonder how the improved secondary impacts these linebackers too, right? Like you think about Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, um, you know, taking away those receivers on the outside who, by the way, are very much included in the blocking scheme for a lot of teams. You know, when you're running the football, you need those wide receivers to be blocking. Um, having better corners out there is going to ha- directly correlate to the linebackers as well. You know, it all kind of just flows into the same thing. But And then you have the safety position that are going to come down. Those safeties come down and help in the running game as well. You got, you know, Ashton Davis. Um, and you got Jordan Whitehead obviously going to be starting there. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. You know, this team definitely seems to be improved. Um, there's a couple of weak spots, but, you know, the weak spots are mainly just guys that are, aren't proven yet. There are a lot of just young guys with talent and upside. Um, and when you look at Quincy Williams, he's been in the league, what, three years, spent his first two seasons in Jacksonville, was pretty bad altogether in terms of just overall grades. He wasn't like, I mean, his grades weren't great last year, but he missed a lot of tackles his first two seasons, only played 89 snaps in 2020, 494 in 2019, then doubled it in 2021 to 881 total snaps. Um, but his grades got a little bit better. I think having CJ Mosley, I think having the best version of CJ Mosley next to him is going to help him a lot and just simplifying the game, right? Like don't ask him to do too much. Just be like, yo, you are the run stopper. You are the guy who gets the second level, plugs those gaps, get those, those uh, tackles up 110 tackles is not easy. Even if you're, if your only job is to play run defense and to be that main guy, 110 tackles is no joke. Like you look at Blake Martinez for the giants, for example, every year he's getting 150 tackles, right? 150 combined tackles. When you have CJ Mosley next to you and you're still getting 110 tackles combined, that's pretty damn impressive. Um, so I am curious to see what your guys' thoughts are in the comment section about Quincy Williams. Who do you guys think will be that second linebacker next to CJ Mosley? Maybe Jamie and Sherwood. Maybe you guys think Nazareth Dean will steal a job or Quincy is kind of cemented. Love to hear your thoughts as always. Obviously, kind of the one unknown up to this point, but we think there's a lot of upside there based on the, the improvements the, the Jets made across the board and, and kind of just playing into this bigger this bigger uh, uh, idea and bigger achievement that they're eyeing to kind of establish with just improved quality across the board. Um, and the drafting kind of attests to that. And obviously the better edge setters and the, and the run defenders on the line of scrimmage are going to play a big impact on the linebacker success as well. But if you enjoyed this video, my friends, make sure to like and subscribe as always. Much love. Building the community. Really appreciate everything you guys have to offer us in the comments and everything. Uh, means a lot to us. So please continue to to uh, you know participate. Love to have uh, some good conversation down there. And it's always fun. So as I said before, make sure to like and subscribe. We'll catch you guys on the next episode.